Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Oh, this is amazing. What an amazing morning. Amen. I love the presence of God. And uh, I guess we could go on forever if not for the time, right? But um, he's preaching, but um, I just want to share a a word. I I guess with with every prophecy that has been given, I mean, the words warfare and light and strategies, somebody had... uh, 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 talked about uh, divine strategies. And um, in, in uh, Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 1, verse 9, I really believe that every strategy that the Lord is going to give us for whatever situation that we have in our lives will always involve His Word. I mean, this is our weapon. It's the sword of the Spirit. So if you're going to be talking about warfare and strategies, it will always involve the Word of God because that's our weapon. And so he, he dropped this word in, in my heart. I just want to share it with you very quickly. Jeremiah 1, Nine, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, and here's your strategy. <laughs> here's your warfare. Behold, I have put my words, my words in your mouth. He has put words in your mouth. And what are these words to do? See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms and over your situations and over your circumstances. And whatever it is that you are going through with his words in your mouth, he has set you over them to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down that which is not of God, that which is trying to come against you, that which is trying to hinder you. And he says, and to build and to plant and so I really believe that even as we, um, you know, minister and even as my, my husband speaks words over you, I believe that warfare is going to be going on. And uh, I, I encourage you to just receive that. And I, I believe he's going to speak into your hearts. But we do have been given, we have been given the authority. Amen. And we have been given words and they are powerful. So um, I just wanted to share that with you and uh, just be blessed as uh, my husband preaches the word. Thank you. Thank you. We are so glad to be here. This is our first time here in New Zealand, in Christchurch. What a beautiful name. Your city, Christchurch. I believe there's a destiny for this city. And um, sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to remind you what you have. Right? It, sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to tell you what you have. Right? Maybe you do not know it. Or maybe, yes, you know it. I'm here to remind you. I'm from the Philippines and to tell you, you know, what God is doing in this place in harmony. There's something special in this church. There's something special with your leaders. Amen. There's something special about this time that you are here and what God is doing and God is imparting and God is, you know, just releasing things. I see, you know, I I just see movements. Amen. I see like doorways opening, opening, opening. And sometimes it doesn't really matter how big the church is to say that the health of the church impacts the city. Right? You know, what God is doing is a foundation is being laid, has been laid, and will continue to be strengthened. Amen? So that the things that are going to be adding up, the foundation is able to hold. Amen. And so this church, I sense it, and I'm not paid to do this. <laughs> All right? I just sense it in my spirit. I've been around, you know, and, but I see there's something, really, there's a special grace given to this church. Amen? And you and everyone in this place, you're part of Harmony, you belong to this, and you have a major part 
in what God is doing. Do you love your city? Do you love your nation? Definitely. Because this church and the churches around, I believe, will play a vital role in what God is going, what God is doing, what God is going to release in the days to come. Amen. Do you receive that? Amen. So I can go now because <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with my wife, you know, and my, ki my uh, children. And um, it's just a privilege and an honor really to be in front of you, to bring the Word of God. Amen. For the two nights that we were here, we were speaking along the lines of stronger. And one way, you know, for God to translate strength is through peace. Amen. Through peace. And let me ask you this question. Is it possible to live free from anxiety and fear? Is it possible? Well, the world is filled with anxiety. The world is filled with fear. The stresses of life makes people fearful, all right, and anxious about many things. Small things, big things, many things. But the Word of God is so true, you know, that we are able to live above, you know, stress, above fear, or even take away fear altogether. Because the Bible says perfect love casts away fear, right? Do you know that anxiety is actually exalting something inferior rather than what God has promised, which is actually superior. So when you are anxious, you give way to something that is inferior rather than exalting something that is superior, right? Do you know that the devil wants us to be stressed because it undermines the power of your identity? It undermines the power of who you are in Christ. Imagine that Christ lives inside of you. Amen. Imagine the anointing, you know, the anointed one, the God of all gods lives inside of you and his power resides inside of you. The Holy Spirit, the power of God re resides inside of you. That's why I believe that we must understand the peace that cometh from the Father from Christ. Amen. And so in the time that I have today, I'm going to give you two stories. First in Mark 4 verse 35 to 41. And if you need the title for this message, the title is Peace That Makes Us Stronger. Everybody say stronger. Turn to your neighbor and say you are strong in Christ. Amen. And I speak not just to your body. We're not speaking about just in your, in your soul, mind, in your emotions, but definitely in your spirit that impacts the soul, that impacts the body. Amen. So we see a picture here of Christ. On the day that evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took with him, uh, with them in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose. A great windstorm. In the Greek, it means a mega storm. It's a big storm. All right? Arose and waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. Wow. Okay? And they woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care what, that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. Mind you, Jesus was not awakened by the storm. He was awakened by his disciples, right? And he was asleep on a cushion, on a pillow. You know, one thing that we could say here in the midst of the storm, get a pillow. <laughs> get a pillow, all right? And begin to sleep. Okay, sleep. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm, all right? A great storm. With Jesus there on the boat produced a great calm. The storm went away because of the person who carries peace. 
all right he said to them why are you so afraid have you still no faith and they were filled with great fear and said to the to one another who is this who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him we kind of felt a little bit you know of what jesus went through because a couple of weeks ago we were in japan and we were on a cruise we were uh, you know speaking to a group of uh couples and we're sharing about the love of God and you know how marriage retreat and there was a time wherein we were in Korea on the way back to Japan and the captain decided not to go back to go to another port because of a storm was brewing somewhere in Korea and so when we're going out of Korea there was a storm and the waves were high it was really we were like moving side to side it was bad okay so I kind of feel what Jesus or what the disciples were actually feeling you know and so I said you know in my heart we're going to cross over to Japan we're going to cross over to Japan all right we know that we're going to cross over but it was bad but imagine even the disciples who were seasoned fishermen they were afraid so this was a big storm okay and we see here Jesus filled with the peace of God all right, understanding the storm, understanding the whole scenario, he was able to stand up and calm the storm. Okay, when a person receives the reality of heaven, it will influence the situations around him. When the person begins to understand and walks in the heavens, actually heaven's culture or heaven's dynamics, on the promises of God begins to become alive in your heart, you know, the situations is going to change. It only takes one person who will stand up and begin to declare and begin to model and even promote, all right, the culture of heaven. And I believe the situations around are going to bow down because your authority is in the name of Christ. Amen. So this is a lifestyle that we are saying that is made available to all of us. And this is a lifestyle of peace. Peace for many people is this, absence of something, an absence of war. Imagine there's no blah blah or whatever right so uh, absence of this and absence of that you know and it's always an absence of something that is the definition of a lot of people with, with regards to peace but for a Christian peace is not the absence of something it is the presence of someone it's the presence of someone that lives inside of you you understand that you are his so in the midst of the storm you can even stand up and say peace be still because you know that the greater one lives inside of you. Amen. It is a daily realization and awareness of Jesus in our hearts and our minds that we have the peace, an amazing peace that conquers. Amen. Whatever that comes our way. It's so powerful. Imagine what was in Christ changed and influenced what happens around him. What was in Christ changed and influenced the things that are around him what is in you or who is in you will definitely change the things that are around you amen Christ lives inside of you amen I came from the Philippines to remind you who lives inside of you amen who lives inside of us the greater one lives inside of us amen so that's the first you know story then the second story we find, it is in Mark 5, 25 to 34. We're go, going deeper, more and more into this kind of peace. There was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. 
and who had suffered much under many physicians that had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Amen. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. Imagine the power. Look at the, the power of hearing. Hearing the reports, the good news about Jesus. It produces faith in the person. The woman who had an issue of blood. He tried every, she tried everything, but when she heard. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful with regards to what you hear. Because it's either going to bring you peace or it's going to bring you fear. All right? So this woman you know, heard about the goodness of Christ to the point that it moved her, you know, to even, you know, touch. And I have no time right now with regards to the, to the things that were you know, the backdrop of this woman, that it was unlawful for her to even be in the crowd. Yeah. We understand that, okay? And so he, she said, verse 28, she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately, everybody say immediately. The flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body and she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself the power had gone from him, immediately turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you and yet you say, Who touched me? I kind of know this because I'm from the Philippines. Crowd here in Christ Church. You know, I'm so happy to see a lot of people outside. You know, back home, there's so many to the point that I don't want to be around people. You know, but I kind of know what it means. You know, people were all around, you know, Jesus. Okay, and disciples said, hey, why are you saying you touch me? People are always touching you. But there was something about the power of a touch that comes out of faith. Amen. And he looked around and see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And look at what verse 34 states. And he said to her, daughter, your fate had made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Now, let me ask you this. Was the, the woman healed already? Yes. Because the Bible says the moment she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, flowing, the healing flowed immediately, right? But why was Jesus saying, you know, be healed of your disease? Now, if you go deeper into this, go into peace is not just saying, hello, bye-bye, farewell, I'll see you later. That's, you know, it does not mean that. Go into peace means he was telling her to step into the realm of peace. All right? Into the realm of peace. You might be in a prolonged season of challenges or, or sickness. Maybe a chronic disease, you know, that you're asking for a cure. I don't know, maybe a relationship that needs to be mended. All right? Maybe a single parent struggling to make ends meet. But I'm here to tell you, God is saying to us, get into my peace. Get into my peace, into the realm of peace. Jesus was actually inviting the woman to step out of fear and worry and anxiety and into the realm of peace. Verse 34, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. You know, in the Greek, it really speaks that perfect Greek perfect tense, which means you are already healed. It's actually he's saying, Jesus was actually saying, you are already healed. Go into peace and stay healed. Go into peace 
and stay healed permanently. You are already healed by the stripes of Jesus. We are already healed. Go into my peace, he's saying to you, Harmony Church, and begin to walk in that peace of healing, the gift of his grace, you know, the healing, the provision, whatever you desire from God, you are already blessed, you're already healed. And he's saying, get into my peace and begin to walk in that. It's as if Jesus was saying, keep your healing. This is how you keep your healing. Stay into my peace. Are you getting this? And the Amplified, it says, you know, daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. Hallelujah. Amen. Divine healing is wonderful. Amen. But divine health is better. Amen. And God is saying, through now my peace, I've given you health. I've given you wholeness. The way to access into my wholeness is stay into peace. Stay in the realm of peace. Amazing, right? So let's get into, you know, John 14 verse 25. How peace was given. In John 14, this is a scenario wherein Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross. And these were like her, his uh, last words. And here in verse 25, I have told you these things while I'm still with you, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, represent me and act on my behalf. He will what? Teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Are we remembering? Praise God. Look at verse 27. Peace, I leave with you. The word leave is, is the word bequeath. I bequeath something beautiful, something powerful, something that will help you. Something precious that is in me, now I give to you. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Amen. So here God is saying, I now have given my peace to you. Do you know what kind of peace is this? I'm going to get into that later. But this peace is Jesus' peace. This peace that, you know, that, that kept him in the cross. This peace that, you know, was able to, he was able to heal the sick. He was able to raise Lazarus from the grave. He was able to, you know, do the, all the miracles, right? That he was able to stand up, you know, with such peace, knowing that he has access to the Father, was able to say to the storm, to the elements, peace be still. This is an amazing kind of peace. And he's saying, I give it to you. I'm now giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. And these are, this is his last words. And so he, these are, he's not mincing words. He's giving something that is precious, that is needed for the body. And you and I have it right now. It's given. Everybody say given. Where is peace? It's in you. It's in your heart. It is already Christchurch, rather harmony, look at this. It's already given. It's already given. All we need to do is begin to discover peace that's inside of us. His name is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And so understand this. Do not let your heart, what? Be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. 
Amen. Let me read that again. Do not let your heart be troubled. Right? I cannot let my, your heart not be troubled. It is your heart. I cannot do that for you. My wife cannot even do that for me. I must come into a place wherein I must do it myself. She can encourage me. Amen. She can pray for me. She can help me. All right? You know, she can, you know, uh, cook me breakfast, you know, and help me, you know, get into that uh, peace kind of out in, in the natural. But what I'm trying to say is even your pastors cannot help you with this kind of peace. You must do it your own. Do not let your heart be troubled. Amen. It's a decision that you must make. Amen. Knowing, you know what empowers you to make that decision? God has already given. Amen. God has already given. That's why now I'm, I am empowered to say yes. It's difficult when you make a decision when you don't see, you know, what you're going to get. But God has already given. And that's why that empowers me right now. This is grace. God-given peace. And now I have the empowerment to say, God, I will not let this worry. I will not, you know, let this, this stress overpower me. I will not let discouragement to take the best out of me or the worst out of me. I will not be de depressed or be anxious about anything. I know I invite your peace. Amen. When you do that, I believe God's peace is going to come. Among you want that. Amen. I want that. Because, you know, as we continue to grow and continue to live in this life, there will be more and more stress. And a lot of things are going to, to manifest. But praise God that we have this amazing peace that comes from God. Amen. 1 Peter 5, 6-8. I love reading the Word. Is that okay? Amen. I just am giving you the Word after the Word, you know, because I believe it washes all of us. It says in verse 6, Therefore humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God, and in due time, He may what? Exalt you. So the way to, to be exalted is when we humble ourselves in Him. And then verse 7, I cast all my cares upon you, right? I lay all of my burdens down at your feet, and any time I don't know, what to do? <laughs> I just cast all my cares upon you. The, what do we do with the cares? You cast it. There are cares in life. All of us have that. Okay? But what do we do with it? All right? We cast our cares. And when we cast our cares, we exchange that for His peace. Amen. Casting the whole care, your, the whole of your care, all your anxieties. I love it. All your worries, all your concerns, don't leave anything behind. All means all. Once and for all. I love it. On Him, for He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Amen. Let's do that. Amen. That's the only way we can, you know, the only way to get out of this care, of this anxiety and worry. We cast it. We cannot handle it. We were not made to worry. You were not made to be stressed. Right? You were not made, look at your, your face. You, you were not made to be anxious. Really. We were not designed to be there. All of us were designed to be in His presence. Amen. To trust in Him. That's our design. 
But the moment we get out of His presence, out of His peace, then these things manifest. Most of the sickness comes out because of stress. Amen. And God is reminding all of us, I cast all my cares upon you. If not, look at verse 8. Verse 8, be well balanced, temperate, sober-minded, be vigilant, cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. So we give access now to fear if we don't cast our, thing, our, our cares upon him. God does not want that. Amen. We were destined to reign. Amen. Reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. The price that obtained our peace. Isaiah 53 says, Surely He has borne our grief, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered Him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. Verse 5, For He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniqui iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace. Shalom. The well-being for us was upon Him, and by the stripes that wounded Him, we are made well. Amen. He paid for that peace so that you and I could live out of that peace. The thorns, you know, in His head is for the peace of mind, the peace of our soul. The stripes in His body is for the peace of your body. And the blood that was shed is for the peace of your spirit. You and I, all of us are bought and paid for by Jesus Christ. Everything is given to you and I today. And peace is made available. He paid for it so that you and I would not carry stress, would not carry worry, would not carry anxiousness, you know, and fear. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. He paid for it at the cross so that you and I would not bear it anymore. Amen. I cannot force that on you. Jesus cannot force that peace on you. You need to receive it. Yeah. Amen. You know what God is doing right now? He's presenting it to you right now. So that out of the, after this service, you know out of your heart right now, there is a fullness that comes out. You know, that comes out of that peace. That you're already knowing that, hey, I have that peace inside of me. Do you know what kind of peace that He bequeathed? It's the word shalom. Everybody say shalom. Have you gone to Israel? Have you visited Israel? Wherever you go, they're going to say to you, Shalom. Here in New Zealand, it's what? G'day? <laughs> or or Kiora? Yeah. In the Philippines, Mabuhay. Mabuhay. Everybody say Mabuhay. You know, that means be alive or life, full of life. All right, but in Israel, it's shalom. You know, you, you know, the Greek word shalom, it's powerful. This is the kind of peace that he gave to you and me. All right. In the Greek, actually, it is Irene, but in the Hebrew, it is shalom. Shalom is a very rich and loaded word. No English word that can be accurately encapsulate the fullness, richness, and power contained in this word shalom. The Hebrew lexicon describes shalom as the completeness or wholeness, safety, soundness in body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet tranquility, contentment, peace used in human relationship, no strife, peace with God, especially in our covenant relationship, peace of war. Who among you want that? You have it. 
Amen. Then this is the kind of shalom that God has given each and every one of us. Amen. Do you know there's this verse that I want to, to share to you? And this verse is in a Psalm. Let me go through down my notes. Is this blessing somebody? Amen. I'm just jumping because I don't have more time. I don't have any time. But look at this. Isaiah 26 verse 3. This is powerful. Are you ready? Okay, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all, those, uh, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Do you know that word peace is the word shalom? But do you know also that perfect, the word perfect is also used as shalom? So the word is saying, you will keep in shalom, shalom. Those who trust in you. One shalom is enough, my friend, for us. But God is saying, those who trust in Him, I will give Him shalom, shalom. A double peace. Amen. What is our part? We trust in Him. Amen. Whose mind, whose thoughts are fixed on Him. What He has done, who He is, and who we are in Him. Amen. I speak that over you today. Shalom, shalom. Amen. Not just one, but a double portion of that kind of peace. To you and your family, to you and your kids. You know, I, I, you know, I have my children here. I pray for them. I, I, I just feel right now to pray for your children. In Jesus' name, I pray for your children right now. That they will live in peace. That they will live in peace in their soul. Amen. That they will live, live in peace in their spirit, knowing that they are loved by God. I pray, God, right now for shalom, shalom, a double portion of that peace. Lord God, for the seeds that have been planted in their hearts, that they are going to grow. That they will walk in that stability of peace. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I release that. As they discover the, the destiny that they have in you, God, I thank you that it will come out of peace. Not anxiousness, not striving. Not trying to prove anything, but peace. The peace that comes from you, knowing that they are accepted, that they are loved, and out of that empowerment comes in Jesus' name. Amen? In Jesus' name. Let me end with this verse, Philippians 4, 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's protect that peace by being thankful. Amen. Let's protect that peace. You know, sometimes when you're stressed, let me give you something to think about. When you are stressed, when you are anxious about something, you know, go back and check where you lost your peace. What triggered that, that, that the anxious thoughts? What triggered that worry to come into your mind? Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's something that you heard from the news. Maybe something that you were talking to your friends and they said something that triggered fear to come in. Right? You know, the moment you, you know, feel that fear is trying to come in, begin to arrest that fear. 
begin to say, no, I'm not going to succumb to it. I'm not going to get into this. You know what you're doing? You're protecting your heart from this. Amen. And you begin to say, oh, there are a lot of things happening in the world today. You hear all these news. There are a lot of flus and all these things are happening. You know, viruses all around. And then fear begins to come in. And you begin to say, wait, I arrest that in Jesus' name. And in your heart, you begin to say, Lord, thank you. I have Psalm 91. I am covered by you. Amen. My, my family is covered by you. What, do you, what do you. what are you doing? You're actually beginning to thank him for his promises in your life. The promises of his protection and you beginning to what? Protect your heart so that fear is not going to have a foothold. Amen. Check where you lost your fear. Or rather, lost your peace. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you know, let that fear go. Amen. Check where you lost your peace. Amen. Peace is always there. Are you following? Amen. And let me continue. Finally, verse 8, brethren. Whatever thing... Uh, things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things and the things you have learned and received and heard and saw in me and do and the God of peace will be with you in the, in the Passion Translation, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Amen. Honorable and admirable. Beautiful and respectful. Amen. Ask God. God, show me things. You know, choose to begin to see the good out of the bad. Amen. Begin to see that God is always working. Amen. Begin to be hopeful. Amen. Begin to be expectant. Amen. Look at what God has done. Yesterday I shared on who He is, what He's done, and who we are in Him. Begin to declare that. Remind yourself of who He is, what He's done in your life. Amen. Who among you, you know, have seen God's faithfulness in your life? Raise your hands. Amen. Who among you have seen God's provision in your life, healing in your life? Well, you know what? Boast about it. Declare it. Amen. Focus on these things. Amen? Because we have a tendency, a, you know, a tendency to always focus on the negative. Right? Amen? Even us. Right? We always have the tendency, a propensity to always see, oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, it's going to be bad. What if it's always going to be good? Amen? Knowing God is on your side. Who can be against you? Amen? Why not begin to look for the good? Begin to expect the good. We find the gold in somebody. Begin to find the gold in that day. Begin to thank the Lord. Find something to be thankful for today. Lord, I thank you for my, the cold out there. Because the Philippines, we don't have this kind of weather. Even though I'm freezing. Right? Amen. So, begin to find something that will give, you know, access to praise to the Lord. Amen. Beautiful, respectful, pure and holy merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always, and follow the example of all that we have impacted, imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Amen. Can I have everyone, everyone just stand up right now? Thank you, Jesus. Did you get anything? Amen. Amen. I'm just going to release that right now. Just lift your hands. Father, thank you, Father, for reminding us of what we have in you. 
in a world of instant and constant rushing and striving, a life that is without rhythm and pace, in you, Lord, we have peace. I thank you, God, that you have given peace to us. And I speak to that worried soul in Jesus' name. God is saying, you were not made to worry. You were made to trust. And that is why let go. You cast that care upon me. And let me exchange that with peace. Let that perfect love saturate you right now, knowing that God has a wonderful plan for you and your family. You're worried about your kids. You're worried about your son, your daughter. You're worried about many things with regards to your future. God is saying, my perfect love has established my destiny for you. Allow that perfect love to just envelope and embrace your heart, knowing that everything will be okay because you trust in Him. Allow that peace to come in. And right now, why not just begin to focus on something good? Why not just as we are lifting our hands and closing our eyes, why not remind yourself of things that God has given and God has done in your life? And why not today, right now, remember and begin to praise Him and declare the goodness of God in your life? Can you do that right now? Come on, let's do that just for a few seconds maybe. Thank you for life. Thank you for the air that I breathe. Thank you for my son and my daughter. Thank you for my wife. I thank you, Lord God, that I am alive and doing what you want me to do. Thank you I'm here in New Zealand. Thank you, Lord, for health in my body. Come on. And you know what's happening? Peace is flooding your soul. Peace is flooding your soul. That's what we do. We make a decision. We are intentional in allowing peace to rise up in our in our body, in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. And I'm just going to ask you, maybe there are, there's one or two people, or I don't know, you haven't really given your life to Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He's the Prince of Peace, my friend. You cannot find peace in anyone but Christ. And God wants to bring peace in your relationship with Him today. And He wants to bring peace in your soul, you know, in your worry. He wants to bring peace. But all, for the peace to come, you must allow Him to come into your heart. You must make Him Lord and Savior. That's the only way. So my friends, God is giving you this opportunity right this very moment. Maybe you're here or maybe you want to recommit your life to the Lord. If that is you, can I have you to raise your hands? Just raise your hands. If you want to give your life to Jesus today and make Him your Lord and Savior, why not just lift your hands? And I'm going to pray and lead you in a prayer of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Anyone in this place today? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Why not let me pray? And why not, congregation, why not follow after me? Pray this prayer from your heart and believe it. And I believe the Lord Jesus is going to come. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die at the cross for me. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my peace today and forever. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the forgiveness of all of my sins. Today, I am saved. In your name, amen. Amen. Can we give praise to Jesus today? Just thank Him.
Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.